Welcome to episode 9 of Continuous Quality Compliance. Today we'll be looking at Regulation 5, Fit Person, Directors and also Regulation 6, Nominated Individual. Regulation 5 recognises that individuals who have authority in organisations that deliver care are responsible for the overall quality and safety of that care. For the purpose of this regulation, these individuals can be board directors, board members and individuals who perform the functions equivalent to the functions of a board director and member. This regulation is about assuring that registered providers have individuals who are fit and proper to carry out the important role of director to make sure that providers meet the existing requirements of the Health and Social Care Act 2014. The regulation applies to all registered providers, but not if they are an individual. Uh, so that would be a sole trader or a partnership, other than limited liability partnerships. To ensure that providers comply with the regulation, they must not have an unfit director in position. So ultimately, a provider should determine which individuals fall within the scope of the regulation. And then CQC will actually take a view on whether they have done this effectively. In terms of the fit person requirements, it doesn't apply to individual providers or to partners in a partnership. However, Regulation 4 of the Health and Social Care Act does expect that these providers must be of good character, possess the right competencies and skills, and be physically and mentally fit to do the job in line with the Equality Act 2010. They also need to be able to supply CQC with all the documentation that confirms their suitability. So as you can see, it actually doesn't matter what type of entity you are. You really do need to show the CQC that you are a fit person to carry out the role of director. Now, there are some breaches that you have to bear in mind. So what constitutes a breach of this regulation? A breach could be anything like uh, serious misconduct or mismanagement whether it's un unlawful or not uh, in the course of carrying out a regulated activity or even if they provide a service elsewhere which uh, would be part of a regulated activity. So what is CQC expecting to see when the provider has implemented Regulation 5? What they're looking for is that the provider's got evidence that they have used appropriate systems and processes are in place to ensure that all new and existing directors are and continue to be fit. The provider should be able to demonstrate that the appointments of existing directors have been secured through robust and thorough appointment processes. So this is where they'll be looking at your recruitment policies. CQC recognises that a provider 
may not have access to all the relevant information about a director, or maybe the director hasn't supplied everything. In these kind of situations, what the CQC will be looking for is, once you have found out something about a director, whether it's false or misleading information, then what they want to see is that you then take reasonable steps to assure yourself about the individual and you know looked at and investigated it in light of the information you have. And they need to consider the mismanagement and misconduct behaviours in relation to the services that they provide and the role of the employee and the adverse impact it may have on them as a provider. You do need to notify CQC as well if you do have a change of director. So that's important to remember. And this can usually be done through their portal, which you use once you're a provider. The other thing to remember is, at the point of registration, CQC do ask you whether the directors are fit to do their jobs. So you really should be able to say that you have done everything to make sure that the directors are a fit person to do their job. And uh, this self-declaration uh, does form part of the application form. So what is CQC expecting of you as a provider when you complete your application? What they're looking for is that you're able to demonstrate that you have a robust recruitment system and a management race or disciplinary and dismissal process in place. When the CQC's registration inspectors interview the nominated individual, they'll be looking out for this. They'll be looking and asking you about what systems have you got in place. So it's really important that you've thought about this. It's important for your own safety of your organisation anyway, that you have robust processes in place. So CQC can enforce the regulation. So when a provider is unable to demonstrate that it has undertaken the appropriate checks when appointing directors, whether it's externally or through internal promotion, uh, this could potentially indicate a breach of the regulation. CTC can actually use the enforcement policy if they think that the breach merits it. They have a decision tree that they use for this. And what can happen is if you're a new registrant, they may look at your application and think, oh, actually, we're not convinced the directors and nominated individuals are actually fit people to carry out a regulated activity and they can decline the application due to this. They will tell you when they decline why they have, so you will know. I just want to talk a bit about the terms misconduct and mismanagement, because I think it can mean different things to different people. So in this respect here, misconduct means conduct that breaches a legal or contractual obligation imposed on the director, so what this means is that it could mean acting in breach of uh, employment contract, breaching relevant regulatory requirements. Mismanagement, um, it does have a broader scope and can be for several things. 
And the sort of thing it can mean is that you're involved in the management of an organisation or part of an organisation in such a way that the quality of decision making and actions of the managers falls below any reasonable standard of competent management. So mismanagement is exactly as the word says, you've mismanaged the processes and the people. So some examples are uh, failing to have an effective system in place to protect staff who have raised concerns. In effect, that's a whistleblowing policy. Another one could be failing to learn from incidents, complaints, and when things go wrong. So what the CQC are looking for is that if you do have incidents that have occurred, you do have complaints, they're not saying that you shouldn't have those. What they want to know is, what have you done about it? Once you've had them, you know, if you've had a complaint, have you looked at how you can improve processes? If you've had an incident, have you looked at what risk management controls you could place, put in place? So that's the sort of thing they're looking for. The other example is failing to implement quality, safety and or process improvements in a timely way where there are recommendations or where the need is obvious. So it's no, no use doing audits and analysis if then you don't take action to change things and look at continuous improvement. Misconduct does differ from mismanagement in that a single incident of misconduct may be so serious that it amounts to serious misconduct, whether the provider also concludes that this was incompatible with continued employment or not. However, any serious misconduct renders a director unfit within the terms of the fit and proper person requirement. So that's important to bear in mind as well. In the application, one of the things to ask you about is, is the director of good character? Now, it's difficult to pinpoint, well, what do they mean by good character? So here they do help you. So in the application, ask about the nominated individual, who's usually a director, they'll ask you, are they of good character? So the kind of thing you should be thinking about in regard to this person is honesty, trustworthiness, integrity, openness or transparency, uh, ability to comply with the law. If they've got all those or a mix of those, then you know you can safely say they're of good character. And when they're talking about convictions of any offence, what they want to know is, have you had any convictions of any offence abroad that would constitute an offence in the UK? whether any regulatory or professional body has made the decision to erase, remove or strike off the director from their register. They do ask about this in the application as well. It does depend on the nature of the conviction and I ask those who have any kind of convictions and if they're still within that period where they have to mention it or if it's so important that they feel they have to or they're legally obliged to, then you really do need to state it in the application. Then it's for CTC to decide whether they want to know more from you or what steps they want to take next. But I always think it's really important to 
to tell them is you don't want them to find out when they do their own search online and look at information about you. Now, the intention of Regulation 6 is to make sure that you have an appropriate person in place who is the nominated individual for the company. The nominated individual is responsible for supervising the management of the regulated activity. So it's really important, again, that they're of good character, as I've mentioned before, but they need to have the authority, the necessary qualifications, the competence, skills and experience to actually supervise the management of the regulated activity. And again, CQC would and can ask for documents about it. In many providers I work with, obviously the director and the nominated individual can be the one and the same person. And that's fine, because when you're asked about each individual role, you have to answer it as the two separate people and mention it in that way. And sometimes this is where people get a bit confused when they're doing the application. So that's Regulation 5 and Regulation 6 and the main areas that you need to consider when you are looking at CQC compliance and what you have to meet. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review the podcast. Do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes.